I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 154 of Video Games Hot Dog, Take Two. Take Two Interactive? We recorded an entire episode. Well, not really. We recorded two-thirds. The most recent one. The most recent one. We recorded two-thirds of an episode, and then it went off to the great logic profile in the sky. Yeah. The gray havens of data that's that's why i never go to taco bell because of the taco yeah. movies but they're only listening to the the two-thirds of the recording with me and kevin on it well the, and the computer that we set on fire because fuck that shit riffs survived just fine yes 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 yeah i think you put it in the longboat first otherwise you have a harder time <laughs> getting it in there catapult that motherfucker into the longboat because fuck that shit fuck that boat yeah that boat it, and it that really computer. it wasn't that the vikings liked their dead it's just that they really hated boats it's that they really hated things that had meaty segment faults or whatever bullshit happened. Meaty segment faults? I, I don't remember the name of uh, it. It was days ago. We, this, so, cow's, this cow's meaty segments are insufficiently spoiler, juicy. We uh, we uh, gave up and just shut down our recording for that evening, and it's now days later. From Sorry, me. because it wasn't very good anyway. It didn't have that cool Viking joke. That's true. That's true. And making cool jokes is where I'm a Viking. Oh, yeah. Semen? <laughs> sure. Of course I do, Riff. What else could I possibly mean by that? How have you guys been? It's been so long now. It has. I don't remember if there were any inter- interesting stories to tell, but uh, there aren't any more now. We've been we've been entertaining <laughs> Melissa's parents. Yeah. By which, by which I mean just eating with them largely has well, been my I've role. Been, I've been hanging that. out with them and doing stuff. Just I sitting there looking pretty. That's yeah. what I do. I sent uh, I spent the entire day yesterday with uh, with them hanging out in Mill Valley, uh, which is a town north of San Francisco. Uh, I think there are houses in it that you would like a lot, Zach. Yeah, yeah. There nice are, fancy houses with no internal loops. I I did not see the insides of a lot of them, but they are nice fancy houses built in the like on steep hillsides surrounded by redwood trees, and like it. It looks like a lot of them are sort of weird, sort of forest castles. Okay. Yeah. I like a weird forest <clears throat> castle. So, at some point, we should we should take a hike up there and... Uh, I said I wanted to live in a forest, and then ended up with a house on Forest Street. Okay. Yeah. You, you had some trees around your house. I used to. Yep. They all died of bark beetles. Did they all die? Only one of them. That's a lot, That's percentage-wise. All one, that's all one of that one. And I didn't... I didn't uh, do what I should have done, which is have somebody make a chainsaw sculpture oh. out of the tree stump. Yeah. Um, that would have been cool. Yep. Giant dick. Just pointed to the sky for you, all of our neighbors. You should have done it so that it was from the front. It just looked like some, you know, like grizzly bear or whatever. But from the side, it looked like a, a giant dick. And you could like, and from the top, it looked like a secret map to your uh underground fortress oh oh like you have to go and knock on the grizzly bear's dick three times and then it swings open yep and you crawl inside it sure um okay mm. gosh uh yeah and then my mom was here uh last week and we hung out uh quite a bit we went to Sausalito also north of San Francisco what's Sausalito Sausalito is like a little it's fairly touristy at this point, but it's like a little town also with a bunch of houses built into the sort of nestled into the hills 
uh, right above the the bay. It's it's really really sort of picturesque. Um, the houses are probably you know ridiculously expensive at this point. Um, Do they have internal loops? They probably have internal loops. Yes. <laughs> that adds infinite cost. Huh. Because the way that they price houses is it's like X dollars per room and they can just keep walking in circles saying, oh, this is another thousand dollars. Oh, this is another thousand dollars. This is another thousand dollars. Houses are usually like a thousand dollars a room, right? Yeah, usually. Okay. Um, is Sausalito like a hippie town? Why did your mom want to go there? <laughs> she looked at guidebooks. She also wanted to go to Fisherman's Wharf and... Did you? Uh, no, but I, I was like... I had never been to Sausalito, so like I couldn't say, hey, that's touristy bullshit. Let's not Let's not do that. And Salcedo was fine. Like it was, it was interesting. There was, you know, we had a lunch there. We went like wine tasting and stuff. We walked through the town and window shop, went to some art galleries. Like, so the important thing you couldn't exercise your your power to make your mom's vacation about what you want. Yes, rather than what she wants. Hey, she wanted she wanted to go to Grace Cathedral and wander around in the labyrinth, which is just sort of a design on the ground. Um, yeah, it's the labyrinth in that sense. Yeah, n- not in the cool hedge maze labyrinth or the Minotaur labyrinth. Man, if the if the labyrinth of uh, Theseus, Taco Bell, Crete, Taco Bell was Theseus the guy. I think the Theseus was the dude who defeated the Minotaur. But I was gonna say if if the labyrinth was the same kind of thing where it was just painted on the ground, you could just see the Minotaur over there. That's a different thing entirely. Yeah, he's got like a lot weird long arms, I guess, and no face. It's more just a picture of a minotaur. Oh, it's taken. That's what a Minolta uh, camera is named after. Oh, maybe he's like the undead Dalsim. Yeah, there's that that autobiography of one of them, Flatland. Have you read that? I haven't. Uh, maybe it's pretty good. I can't. I don't remember if the the actual writing is like particularly strong but the idea is good and it's like it's definitely worth having in your i always worry that it's one of those uh mimsy or the borogov situation where if i read it i'm going to learn to exist in more dimensions than i do oh yeah that's a problem and i already i mean i already have a hard time existing in the number of dimensions that i do (laughs) you're gonna have to buy a whole new set of pants that's true yeah you could make like panels for you know, there's sliding. Really, I'm going to have to buy like a whole, an infinite set of pants, right? I don't know. That yeah. What do the measurements look like for four dimensional pants? Uh, I think it's like eight inches by eight inches by two inches. Or I don't even inches. like there being two numbers. 36, 28, 36. Distri- yeah, 36, 24, 36. That's, that's what some pants look like Yeah, in four dimensions. Because three dimensional pants have two measurements. Yeah. The three-dimensional women have three measurements. Okay. I guess they probably have more than that. You also have, like... I mean, you have a hat size. Bicep. Yeah. Um, instep. Arm Inseam. Wrist. Watch. Uh, um, you have... Spectacle. Nine different ring sizes. <laughs> right. Well, and one... Well, no, then there's one size to, that rules the other ones. <laughs> right. Oh. Four rings for the elven toes yes. under a weird swishy skirt. Because <laughs> um, elves are hippies. Uh, Riff, what have you been up to? <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, mm, I'm, oh, yeah? I'm, I, yeah, no, I, mm, I'm, really? I'm, so, oh, so you have like caught up to where they are, not that the show is over and they've resolved everything and 
I yeah no I I'm I'm spoiler. It's short for Moriarty two. Yeah. How about you, Zach? Have you I finished. Been? I finished the pirate book. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. It I just I kept... would feel better about you reading that if you had actually paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just not in my nature to do so. Not none of it got to the author anyway. Sure. And if it like if they wanted me to pay for it, they should have made it so that I could effortlessly purchase it. Uh. You know, and use it on whatever device arbitrarily. You should be able to use whatever currency you want, including some yep. script that your, you know, your six-year-old daughter drew. But that guy is. And so it's not cool. even. I, I shouldn't <laughs> even. It's not that guy. I should be able to read it on any device. Any device. It's that when I buy it, it should immediately exist in every convenient format on every device, hmm. everywhere, every device that I own or <clears throat> might ever borrow from anyone. Right. So, it should, so be, like, it should be downloaded to all devices. Yeah, if they wanted me to pay something. for this, they should have made it effortless to pay for and ubiquitous once paid for. Mm. So yeah, I just, I had to. No, I fucking bought it. <laughs> Jesus. Well, then what was it about? What pirate. was the point? Yeah, no, it was about black beards. Yeah, I heard it. He's I a black beard pirate. The white beard pirates are, you know, supposedly doing it for the greater good. Yeah, sure. there's a lot of ghosts. Were there skeletons? Uh, I mean, I guess there were skeletons. No, there were skeletons. There were zombies, and there were skeletons inside the zombies. I mean, that's the thing. A zombie is kind of a superset of a skeleton, right? So is a mummy like a superset of a zombie? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. What about unless unless the wrapping is directly around the bones? Uh, that but that's a really thin mummy. Yeah. They're all pretty thin. I mean, they're not obese. They might have been to begin with, but they. Mm, yeah. I guess <laughs> like if an Elvis it... mummy, like a late Elvis. Do you consider like a bog lady a mummy? She wasn't preserved on purpose. She's sort of like wrapped up. She's in... not wrapped. Well, she's wrapped up in clothing, clothing I guess. Yeah. Unless she was a naked bog lady in her youth. Is she super like she's super like skeletal looking, but she's got skin wrapped around. Well, that. but bog ladies can be fat. They can still be fat because it turns them into soap. You didn't see that bog lady at the... No, I guess you didn't go to the Mütter Museum with us. No. There's a bog lady. She's she's not she's not skinny. <laughs> well, maybe both ways. You have to eat some, you know, to have it in there so you can spit You go to out. a lot of wax, soapy bog lady museums. Do they have a... Do they, at the Mütter Museum, do they have a, a skeleton of somebody who, like, all of their ligaments and muscles and stuff turned to bone and then, like, fused together? I don't know. Maybe. They have a lot of <laughs> fucked up skulls. Okay. They have a lot of the skulls of, like... 19-year-olds who committed suicide in the 1800s for real dumb reasons. And they're all huh. elucidated on these cards. Like, I don't know, suicide because the girl he liked didn't like him. Or suicide that because seems he really important at the time, though. got caught stealing. Right? Like, I, I have definitely been super sad. Yeah, that I, liked I mean, and that's, me. that's a much worse thing to happen to a 19-year-old guy than, you know, a 40-year-old guy. But, like, still, I feel like the kind of guy... You don't feel anything anymore because you're too old. Yeah, that's true. It's great. It's seriously, it's fucking great. Like, jealousy is so lame. It's so lame. It Like, I think about all of the time that I wasted being, being, jealous. being jealous. Or just, like, you know, thinking about, like, other people that my girlfriend used to date. And is she comparing me to them? No, I'm just like... I don't fucking care. 
I'm the big winner here tonight in the casino. Me. Yeah, don't be jealous. But you also can't not. Yeah, I, I feel like I like I have so little control over that in some ways. I have gotten pretty good at not being jealous, I think. Are you sure? Or do you think you've just gotten less testosterone over time? Testosterone, the San Francisco treat. I think. What's probably, it like having a testosterone? Vanilla ice. I don't know. I'm fucking in my 40s, too. Probably both. I don't feel anything. That's probably the case. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. Not being jealous and hanging out with your family. What about uh, video games? Have you been playing them? Ah, oh, Christ. I have to talk about Child of Light again, don't I? Just just do it real quick. Okay, so I play Child of Light. It's kind of okay, I guess. I don't know. It's an RPG. Uh, it's real pretty. All of, the, all of the environments in it are real painty. The RPG systems themselves are pretty simple. And I thought that I would like it a bunch, but then it turns out that I didn't really. And I'm sorry, I can't reconstruct my... 40 minutes of why I felt the systems in it were dissatisfying. I don't feel like the three hours of play that I got out of it were not worth the $15 that I paid for it. Um, but I think it misses on a lot of, on a lot of ways. The, the writing is a weird thing because everything is in sort of rhyming couplets and that results in a lot of just weird word choices and circumlocutions that wouldn't have been necessary if you were just telling a story straight out. And to give you an example of one of the ways in which the writing fails a little bit, there is a character that you meet fairly early on who is a jester lady. And her gag is that she always says a word that is a synonym of the word that would rhyme with whatever it is that she's responding to, which is fine. That's, you know, that's clever, whatever. Except that Every single time it comes up, the main character says, I think you mean, and then says the word that does rhyme. So it's like ruining the meter so that she can also ruin the joke. And even doing that once would have been okay, but doing it every single time just makes it so what what should have been uh, just quirk of the way this character is written just became an infuriating reminder of their failure to like trust me to figure out what's going on something maybe i don't know it felt like they were trying to explain it in case people didn't get it but yeah I don't want to jump ahead to the assignment, but there there were a couple of things in there that I I felt like I would they should have just not explained because it was cooler without it, without the explanation. Yeah. Um, but that's I feel like that's a a trap a lot of people fall into. Like they come up with something they think is clever, and they're like, I really want to make sure people understand this thing that I'm doing this super clever. Or like one guy in playtesting doesn't get it, and so they're like, Oh well, fuck, nobody gets this. Right. Like. I kind of like it when there are things that I don't understand in media because I know that I could, I could look it up. I could figure out what the joke is that they were trying to make. Like whenever they would make a reference to something in Mystery Science Theater 3000 that I didn't Mm -hmm. understand, I was content to just be like, I bet that was real funny for the one guy that got it. Hmm. And and be okay with that because one of these, you know, one of these episodes, I'm going to get mine. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. But if they explained every one, none of them would have been funny. Right. Did they ever explain 
references? Mm, maybe as a joke. You know, like if they made a reference that was too obscure even for them, they would then explain it as as part of the... So, I was listening to a Bugle recently where he was... I think it was like an old uh, one where he was... Um, John Oliver maybe was going on one of the like pun. Those are those are uh, Saltz Andy Andy Saltzman. Those are okay. Um, those are Adam Saltzman's Adam uh, Saltzman's pun run where he hits an endless <laughs> runner. <laughs> I, can, I can never. I I am really bad at distinguishing who is who in that podcast. That's one of the few that I'm just. Yep. Um. Anyway, uh, and it was super obscure. It was like towns in. I don't know the Sudan or something like that, <laughs> and so like he would make a pun. And then he'd be, he would explain what it was. And that was that was totally fine. He would just do it over and over and over again. It was funny, right? Like, this is a town. This is a religion. This is a... <laughs> right? Like, and that was fine because he knew that so few people would get that out of the, like... Like, the percentage of people who weren't getting that was huge. So, it made it funnier if you actually were... Exp- if the context was explained to you each time. Um but I feel like knowing where that threshold is, knowing where your audience is, is super important. I mean, Child of Light is also not a comedy game. Is it for kids? I don't know. I mean... Because if it's for kids, then maybe that makes more sense. It's about kids. It, so, I mean, it's 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 like, it's a fairy tale, right? Which fairy tales are for kids, but like, boy, nothing kids like more than turn-based RPGs. Like, uh, no, maybe not. Sure. Like, I've I've always appreciated... I've always appreciated songs and poems and stuff that like set you up because of a rhyming scheme to expect a certain word and then they flip around and do something else so that you get simultaneously in your head, you have what they were setting you up to think they were going to say and then what they actually said. Or, or making the last line five times as long and completely break the meter for the sake of a rhyme and a joke because you're Ogden Nash. <laughs> Good old Ogden Nash. Yep. Same joke a thousand times. What uh, what, what have you been playing, Riff? Um, mainly I've been playing Dark Souls. Oh, the the conundrum that you posed last week about the the starting club that the first merchant sells. I thought about that for a bit, and I have an answer for you if you're interested. So the the reason why, for anybody that didn't hear it, the, the conundrum is that the the club that the just this plain old stick that the first merchant will sell you is by certain measurements one of the best weapons in the game for a strength user um and actually there's a the the equivalent for a dexterity character is the dagger that you just find on the ground in the tutorial is is one of the best uh close up fast weapons in the game yeah yeah, it, it scale. It has a scaling index, and it has. Uh, it, I mean, it hasn't got much range because it's just a dagger, and the individual strikes aren't very powerful. But it takes so little stam- stamina to use it that you can stab a guy eight eight times and still have enough stamina left to to roll away. And it also does major extra damage for a backstab. Um, but so the reason why. It's not completely fucked up that these really good weapons are available really easily at the very beginning of the game is that Dark Souls isn't loot based in the way that a WoW or a Diablo is, uh, where like you start out with a shitty weapon and then you replace it with a better weapon and you replace that with a better weapon and you replace that with a better weapon. Um, 
Instead, you can beat the game with any weapon in the game. Like the, the maid in the, the house with the, with the tutorial ladies, uh, when you kill all the ogres in that area, she'll give you her ladle, which is objectively just the worst weapon in the game, but it's there as like a challenge thing. And like people beat the entire game with this weapon and they use it in PvP just to prove that they're badasses. Well, what's, what's happening is that what makes a weapon distinctive from a, another weapon isn't its stats. I mean, that's not, the stats aren't insignificant, but it's more about what moveset it has and how well it fits the way you like to fight. Uh, and what, what it distinguishes later game weapons, uh, like the, um, the weapons that you get for trading the souls that the bosses drop, like the special boss soul weapons are distinctive, not because, not because of their stats, because their stats are actually a little bit underwhelming, but because they all have like crazy movesets or special powers that you can't get other places. Like there's a sword that the strong attack shoots out a spider web, and there's a rapier that ignores shields and things. So the distinction between like the club and a later game weapon isn't that the, because the club is shitty, it's that it's boring. Like all the starter character gear and the the weapons that the merchants sell are just uninteresting rather than being mechanically bad there is also a thing that i've become aware of that uh that you may have been having trouble with there's sort of a um not exactly a bug more of like a major design flaw in the pc version that if you're playing at 60 frames a second because a, some of the combat timing stuff is based on frames rather than absolute time, uh, things happen like, like because weapon durability loss for hitting a corpse is tied to how many frames your weapon spends intersecting that corpse. That means weapons in, in PC version are breaking twice as fast. So, so yeah, and, and there's like, that's the one, that's an issue that is absolutely known to be happening. Um, there's, people are pretty sure that also some monster attacks are twice as fast as they should be. And there's a possibility, though I don't think it's been tested, that um, the amount of invincibility you get from uh, from a roll might be getting halved because uh, because it's based on invincibility frames. So if you're playing at 60 frames a second, you're probably having a much more difficult time than you otherwise would be. What else you play? Uh, I played, um, okay, so I, I dropped out of, temporarily out of my new game plus in Diablo, in, not Diablo, Dark Souls 2, uh, and started playing Dark Souls 1. Um, I feel like I got maybe a third or between a third and a half way through it. And ended up giving up just because the visual design is so gloomy. Um, like every, every area in at least what I played is pretty much always in the dark. And even if it isn't dark, it's like, like the, the first, the first zone. <laughs> well, the, the first zone is like you're in the city. And so you're actually outside and it's daytime, but it's overcast and everything is gray. 
And then from there you go into a sewer, which is black. And then you go from there into like the underground shanty town, which is black. And then the underground swamp, which is black. And then I finally got, yeah. And then I finally got back up overground to go into like this forest, but now it's nighttime. So everything's black. And, and then I went into another castle and it's, it's all friggin' black. There's no torches and just. The, the, the way the levels are laid out, like structurally is really interesting, but just all the visuals are just really bleak and it oppressive and it made me really tired to play it. And one of the things I like doing, cause like I'm, I went back to my new game plus in Dark Souls 2 and even despite like being pretty familiar with the game now, it's still fun to just like, clear all the enemies out of an area and then just walk around and look at stuff, you know, and in, in, instead of being like a wide world, it's a very geographically small area, but very large vertically. So you're, I don't know, you're, you're going down underground and then finding this elevator that goes all the way back to like the main hub. And it's kind of interesting and surprising that, that, Oh, it turns out I was right here all this time. Yeah. So, so that, that stuff is cool. Like, yeah, the, the geography and the, the architect, the, the, the architecture, not in terms of like graphical style, but in the terms of way things are built was pretty interesting in Dark Souls 1. But just the, the texturing and lighting and, and scenery, uh, is just way more, I don't know, uh, fun to look at. It's just a, a more fun place to be in Dark Souls 2. But yeah, so I'm still playing that, still having a good time with that. What else you play? What else you play? The other thing I've been playing is this, uh, uh, this sort of, I mean, it's this game that I'm sort of embarrassed for playing so much. This iOS game, uh, Dragon Coins. Have you seen this? It, yeah, it's, it is the, I think it's the same guys that did Puzzle and Dragons. It's that very, it's, it's, Imagine, you know, the very standard, it's anime Pokemon fantasy tied to a match three or tied to blackjack or a roulette wheel or slot machine. Except this time it's one of those things where you drop the tokens in and the slider pushes them forward into the stack and they drop off the, the ledge. But I, <laughs> I keep playing it. I keep playing it. It's good. I don't, it's not good. It's, it's awful, but I've been playing it and it's, I've, I look up and it's two hours later and I feel so dirty. I would recommend that people, cause it's free to, it's, it's free to download. It's free to download. So you can fret and look and you can kind of see what I'm talking about. But yeah, don't like, no. So it's it's not an offensive game, uh, in that purchase wise. It's just ugh, I'm playing an anime Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just like outsourced Korean art, right? I mean it's just like you can get some original video game art for real fucking cheap if you don't mind it looking like Taco Bell, Taco Bell, Taco Bell. I mean not even that exactly. Like it's competently done. Right. Like you're not going to get like they know where on the head the eyes go and stuff like that. Right. I mean, like these are these are people who are are, are illustrators. Right. It's not like but it, but it's just like the sweatshop illustration, which, man, that's it's weird that that even exists. Sweatshop illustration. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking expensive to get video game art 
made, even for 2D stuff, right? And I guess if you're look, if you don't really care what something looks like, you know, you could get 10 times as much art for the same amount of money or the same amount of art for 10% as much money if you were willing to exploit, exploit cheap labor for it. And, mm. you know, who knows? Who knows what the ethics of that are? Oh, maybe he's like the undead Dalsim. I was, I was pleased the first time it let me use a, a monster special ability in this game. And that ability was actually to shake the whole machine. No, it manifested as like propping a wall up on one side. So you lose fewer coins to sliding off the edges uselessly. Oh. Wow. Right. Some, some slide off uselessly. That's annoying. Do those still fit in the slots when they eventually fall off? They don't seem to really be slots meaningfully, right? It's like wherever, whatever dude they're sort of centered on. I see. Or like whichever one the center of them passes through. I was taking the physics metaphor a little too far, I guess. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, the way that he described it before, that's how I imagined it. I imagined them falling into, in between like pachinko pegs on, on the little dudes. Ah, man, it's still just uh, like, I think that the reason if you were just one guy in this and those five things were like, you know, your five different Powers. dicks, one of which was a wizard or whatever, right? Like, like uh, Puzzle Quest, you were just one guy with different yep. spells and that was super great. Yep, I like that a lot. But Puzzle and Dragons, I just don't. It's yeah. it's incomprehensible to me. It's I mean, I feel like I could I could understand it if I really wanted to, but it's just like it's just so uninteresting to me. Like all the different monsters and stuff. Pokemon, 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 fantasy. But I mean, you're a guy that likes Pokemon, right? Like I, I, I Pokemon. And yeah, I just I don't know, man. I like I've never understood the appeal of Pokemon. And and it's weird because a lot of the time I feel like it's important for me to be able to like put myself in the head of somebody who likes a game that I don't like so that I can understand like the ways in which things are good. But Did Pokemon you like Monster Rancher. I never played Monster Rancher. That was a good game. The, well, so the, there's two games that I probably I conflate in my my memory. One one was the game where you put the CDs in and that gave you the seeds for monsters. Um, and that might have been Monster Rancher. There was also a game we've talked about it before in this podcast and a reader has our listener has sent in the name of it. A mon- monster tale? Uh, Mail order monsters. Oh. <laughs> uh, C- CDs is monster entered. Mail order monsters was similar idea where you're breeding monsters together and stuff like that. That one was, a, I played it on the Commodore 64. It was like a long, long time ago. Um, but it was great. And like, I could, so like, there is some aspect of this that I do like. And I do like the idea of like breeding together monsters and stuff like that. But the Pokemon aspect of it somehow doesn't really appeal to me. And like, in in the in Monster Rancher, you were like actually battling your your one monster. I think you only had one at a time that you were like really caring for, and it made a lot of sense which traits you were trying to go for. Whereas with this, it seems like they're super secondary and tertiary to what you're trying to do, and you have to have like a whole team of them, which gets annoying and confusing and stuff. Like it just gets, I don't know. The, the combination of that system plus the what I what I don't know why the the coin dropping 
physics game it is so distasteful to me, but it just like Melissa's I mean, it mom, triggers that not a game sense, right? Yeah, Melissa's mom plays that just by itself on her phone sometimes. And like, I just was just aghast. I was like, A, this exists. I was shocked that it exists. And then it, I was super surprised that somebody would find it and then be excited about playing it. I have no idea. It was years ago. So it's I mean, it would be like if time. there was a sort of a goal oriented hell of sand or something, right? Where it's hell of sand uh, that. Yeah, that particle simulation thing. There was there is that <laughs> there is that one. Yeah, there was that phone game that did a very similar thing and just had all these goals that you were trying to reach. But that was that was ultimately dissatisfying and kind of bad. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to remember what that one was called. I think I <coughs> somewhere on here. Ah, sorry. Just trying to get over the last of this cold. Still got some tadpoles in my throat. Uh, you should sell them on the open market. People would totally buy uh, Zach tadpoles. Mm-hmm. Gross, Kevin. Dude, Gross. Missed opportunity. The sandbox was the was the cleverly named mm. iOS version. They couldn't call it Hell of Sand because Apple didn't like hell. Oh, it's possible. Even though they did uh, approve my app, Fart Hell. You know, I also played. Uh, I played a little bit of Might and Magic Seven on the recommendation of somebody in the video games hot dog forums who disagreed with my assertion that might and magic's three, four and five were the last good ones. Okay. Um, I really did not like it though. Seven. Yeah. It, it has that sort of free roaming 3d, but it's free roaming 3d from the like, you know, three twenty by, is it a free roaming vapor? It is. Okay. It's gross. It looks gross because it's 3D before 3D was good enough to actually present anything. It It is like crazy, crazy hard also in that it is very easy when you are trying to aggro one monster for you to aggro a hundred monsters because when you see a monster... It is just an indistinct fucking gross glob of pixels in the distance because it's being 3D rendered, so it just doesn't look like anything. Okay. And then, I don't know, the the tutorial island is just, it's got this sort of marsh that's full of these dragonflies, and one of them you can effortlessly kill, and two of them you can effortlessly kill, and three of them you can kill, and maybe you take a little bit of damage, but what happens is, you walk over to where they are, and suddenly, like, literally a hundred of them attack you. I don't know if they have an aggro radius, I don't know if they have a thing is where a once you've pissed off one of them, with it's not, it's, no, it's real time. That's part of the problem, right? It okay. uses, it uses a kind of eye of the beholder system where oh. each of your guys has a cooldown on when they can act again and so there's all this stuff you can do before you even fight you, like you can level up and get a bunch of treasure and stuff without fighting anything because the tutorial quest is kind of like this scavenger hunt thing where and a lot of the stuff like I eventually just looked at a walkthrough and it's like well you can make a bunch of progress without having to fight anything because every time i went to fight something i would get killed by there being a hundred of them and it's just i don't know i mean might and magic 3 is kind of hard to get started in if you don't know what you're doing would you would you say that World of Warcraft is hard if you wandered out of the undead area over to the plague lands or whatever without knowing what you're doing? Because I remember the first time I like walked up to those battlements, like I aggroed a spider from well beyond where I could see, and was just 
a bunch of shit just came running at me and I got killed immediately. And I was like, well, fuck, man. I mean, getting killed in an MMO is also kind of different than getting killed in a single player RPG. Right. Because it's not like the, the MMO is like, because wow, especially just doesn't have much of a death penalty. Right. It's like, yeah, maybe I got to run back from the nearest graveyard as opposed to like, oh, fuck. When was the last time I saved? Well, but that's the thing. Like if you, with a single player game, you have the power to save at most Sure. Times, right? I mean, I would, while I, I see your point, in World of Warcraft, you have to work a little bit to get to the point where you'll just instantly die because you stood in a place, whereas this has a place like that within 15 seconds of starting the tutorial, huh. which I just feel like is a little, I don't know, maybe there's a way to tell. That you're going to aggro stuff. I don't know. I would also often, because these were like flying enemies and because I don't think you can look up and down. I think you, you so your view is like, if you're going up oh. a hill, you can barely see any of the sky. And so a lot of times there's just like an enemy attacking you and you have no idea where it is. Huh. Like taking damage and spinning 180 degrees and not seeing where this thing wow, is that's hurting that you. Sucks. Yeah. And it's like, maybe, maybe this shouldn't be the first enemy you throw at people and then i you know i was like i've started to get a handle on playing and i was like oh, okay I'll, I'll go do this first dungeon and then just like i went around a corner and there's like 40 spiders and now you're dead i'm like okay just fuck this hmm. fuck this game like it'd be one thing oh because it's a 3d game and 3d was bad so when there's 4d spiders yeah yeah they're just like yeah, no, it's like an infinite number of spiders or one spider uh with an infinite amount of poison okay in it yeah, I don't know, man. It's it it was definitely a might and magic game. Like I got it, but I think once they moved into sort of like you know, it's just once it became real time. Trying to do that in real time makes it a thing that I'm not interested in anymore. Interesting. Like Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I can understand how if somebody came to that at the right point in their life when it just seemed like this amazing thing where like there are all of these NPCs wandering around and almost all of them you can like hire to be one of your hireling guys and they give you these passive bonuses or whatever. And that's pretty cool. Like there's just a lot of characters. Also, the first time, the the first game where I just was like, oh, I'm going to go fight some stuff. I ran off. I'm like, whoa, fuck. These guys are killing the shit out of me. And I ran back to town and all of the fucking dragonflies followed me and killed all of the NPCs in Holy town. Holy shit. That's cool, though. So, I mean, that's that's kind of awesome emergent systems well behavior. i guess except that you needed some of them eh, for some eh, stuff presumably eh, like and sure but that's cool i'm like i'm i am kind of glad that they allowed that kind of sure thing. i guess except it just it kind of throws into sharper relief like why how is this town standing if all it took <laughs> was for one person to wander into this swamp yep. and then wander back into town for all of these people to be dead how did the town last this long? No, this is this is like this points to a deeper mystery. Like maybe maybe they aren't actually there. Maybe you were just imagining them to begin with. Mm. Okay. I'm I'm sensing some And so you you think that the story. townsfolk were dying as a result of the blood loss of my character as he as his hallucinations became weaker as a result of his mm. body becoming weaker? Yeah. 
Huh? Okay. I also played, uh, I, I had not ever managed to do this, but I played a worgen, uh, in WoW from, I played through the worgen starting area, oh. which I had never been able to finish because it got kind of, well, I was going to say it got kind of boring, but I think I always tried to play classes that I wasn't interested in playing. What did you like, play this time? This time I played a druid. Yeah, I played a balanced druid so that, Whoa. so that I would know what I was talking about with the whole casting thing. And it was like, it was okay. It's a caster. How does it, how does it, is it just, no, I always played ski ball. Uh, the top hat. Yeah. Yeah. You get a Yeah. <laughs> you get that. Except as a druid, you never get to see your dude like wearing shit because you're just a fucking cat. You're a cat all the time. And that's boring. Wait, I, I thought you were a balanced druid. Yeah, but everybody gets all the forms. Well, I know, but don't you still. They move faster. The cat moves faster. Like in cat form, you get a 25% run speed bonus. 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 So you have to do it all the time. Uh, yeah, it's like a Swedish bonus. <laughs> but don't you have to be in human or tree form or something? To no trees are trees are for healers. Trees is the restoration. Yeah, the, Moonkin is the balance, balance form, yeah. okay. the the ending form for that. So I mean, it's. But I don't. I didn't get that form. I don't know when you actually get Probably that skill. Level forty, if it's anything like it used to be. Yeah, I don't think it is anything like it used to be. Then I but, have no fucking idea. But yeah, it's. I mean. Because that's where you got that's where you got shadow form too. I think it was level, maybe it was level mm. twenty. I think at level twenty is when I got like ghost wolf. That was for the for the shaman. shaman. Yeah, okay. which is fine, except that then you're always a fucking wolf when you're moving around, I mean, which was that, also like a, that's cool. It's not though because a lot of what makes WoW worth playing is seeing the cool giant shoulder pads is that you got from the last fight for the first. 100 hours you play you just look like a fucking clown. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't think that that's really true. I mean, not anymore, not anymore. Not anymore, especially. It drops like also for free? this is something that is no I don't yeah, I mean uh, you don't transmog while you're leveling. Like right, it, that's what I'm saying. But it what's kind of interesting is they give you so much less random crap now that inventory management like really isn't a thing. Oh, you, wow. Like in the starter area, you get a quest that gives you a six slot bag and then another quest that gives you an eight slot bag. And like all of the early enemies like only drop gold. Right. And then huh. they, they start they start dropping a little bit of vendor trash the further out that you get. But like once you get back out into the part of the game where they have normal drop tables, it's like, oh, right. These things used to drop a lot of garbage all the time huh. that was just making it so you had to run back to town or buy a bunch of extra bags. Yeah, which, I mean, that incentivizes you to engage with the systems that they put into place for, like, acquiring bags, you know, like right. rare materials making bigger bags is great. And I'm behind it because it's a multiplayer game, but it's like the, you know, cataclysm acknowledged in a lot of ways that like it just gets played like a single player game so let's make it more of a single player game <sighs> that sucks because uh, getting better bags was such an important part of of play like i mean i think it still is it's just that you only really meaningfully get to do it once right because the way that you get better bags on an alt is to go onto your main and buy some bags for no fucking money okay, well, in the auction some, house. Some and better bags than they have, but you're not going to get the, like, I mean, I don't even know what the max slot bags are at this point, but, like... I think, are there 32 slot bags now that tailors can make, Riff? 
There's definitely like 32 slot materials bags. Okay. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's certain like brands of them that are recognizable to people who who know them. Cuz your regular backpack is still 16 and apparently that's like a big hassle for them to change it. Huh, just like mechanically. Yeah, I mean, weird. I'm assuming it's like a database issue. Hmm. So you'd be able to expand your like core backpack. Huh. You know, it's still a pretty good game. The the Worgen starting area makes real heavy use of phasing. I mean, it's it's like the goblin thing, except the story's less stupid. But it's still just like, it just goes through these stages where the zone slowly gets destroyed. And it has that dumb side effect where if you go somewhere that you're not supposed to be, it's just, oh, here's like a bunch of area with no monsters or anything in it. Can you just leave without doing any of the starting quest stuff? And you're, it will just always be at the idyllic place that... Never got destroyed or whatever? Well, that's a good question. Maybe. Because the quest line eventually stops, and you just move on to... The next area. Yeah, which which now is just, like, it just sticks out like a sore thumb how boring that stuff is. Like, the, the worgen just get dropped off in, like, Darkshore? Is it Darkshore? He said Darnassus. Which at least has a cool... Yeah, but Darnassus is, like... Like, you go from Darnassus to Darkshore as a level progression. It's weird. Like, the starter stuff takes you to, like, level 14, and then it sends you to, like, a level 10 area where all the quests are green. Hmm. So, they, they level people too fast now. Playing a druid was fun, I guess. It's weird to have cat form when I'm not a druid that is focusing on being in cat form because it's just like constantly having to switch between the mode I'm in when I want to move around and the mode I'm in when I want to fight. And I just sort of wish that those forms were the spec. You get to, you get to vary the power that the ball shoots out, but yeah, in modern pachinko machines, yeah. And there was like bird form too that they unlocked right. in Outland, right? But that's that can't be the same one. They were talking about, and this kind of makes me happy, um, there was a post from Ghostcrawler, I think, or whoever Ghostcrawler's replacement is if Ghostcrawler left, uh, talking about flying and how they're just like, yep, yeah, we're just not going to let you fly in the new stuff because <laughs> it just makes it too difficult to design encounters. If you can fly in this stuff, so sorry, <laughs> but nowadays they've got like I don't know a lot of weird spinners and odd mechanical things and video displays in the middle that that do a slot machine if you hit a particular hole. And I feel yeah. like they've, they've done that every expansion. You can't fly until you get the special. You pay for the special flying thing. Well, it's it's an elaborate neon light. Uh, noise factory you know? yeah i don't know what the actual philosophical difference is this time but it's you know i mean it also makes it though i think their point was that like we want to be able to design outdoor end game content and if we let you fly at end game it ruins that also like they, they normally as i recall like you could fly up to the front of a dungeon and then it just wouldn't let you fly in that dungeon even though it was considered outdoors right like all right i mean but it's not you know yeah but i think they want stuff where it actually does exist in the the world world. i mean because i mean it seems like they were happy with the way that that timeless isle stuff worked out and so having just an area with a bunch of random eventy shit going on in it as uh, as part of the end game content right like this is just a this is an end game zone 
rather than an endgame dungeon. Right, so this has the amount of content that a zone would have. And, you know, I think he was just saying, like, rather than, like, everyone having some individual dumb fake reason why you can't fly, like, mm-hmm. they were just like, yeah, let's just not do it. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm really glad that they made it so you could fly in the old world once you had gotten to it because it let me go see all of it right and like seeing it from the air was a lot cooler yeah then you know it's like seeing what they did to the barons which wouldn't have been impressive really from the ground yeah did they fill up thousand needles with water they did yeah that's crazy so now it's just like thousand island (laughs) (laughs) that somebody has to have made that joke before they filled it up with Salad dressing, but now it's mm-hmm. a thousand islands. What about you, Kevin? What have you been playing? I have not been playing anything. Nothing of nothing of note. Well, all right. What about news? See any news? Caught your eye? Caught your fancy? Fancied your eye? Uh, so a couple things. The um, one of them was that Microsoft has finally caved on the Connect, and this summer we'll be offering a hundred dollar cheaper Connectless Xbox Ones. Um, and the other thing I saw was that Wizards of the Coast finally noticed how completely identical Hex is to Magic the Gathering and has sued Cryptozoic. Yeah, did we... I know last time neither of us, neither of us had actually looked at the stuff. I intended to, but then I couldn't find it. Uh, the first... Like, I swear when I read about this suit, it said, here is a, there was a link to a PDF that was the actual text of the suit. And then when I went to look at it... When I went to look, like to read it, so that I would know what the fuck I was talking about here, it I just couldn't find it. And magic, yeah, it was magic. It you've been hexed. I don't, I don't remember whether it has anything to do with the patents that they have. Also, you pointed out that the patents were about to, like, apparently, Wizards' patent on tapping and mana expire in September. Oh, yeah. So, so that's, that's about the, that's so about the, the timeline the, that I thought. That yeah. Was. So the timing, the timing of this lawsuit is probably not accidental, not accidental. Yeah. Um, I mean, my understanding of Hex is that it is just kind of a gross magic clone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know exactly how I feel about that, but definitely when I was looking at Hex originally and seeing how like there is one rule and what like one mechanical thing in hex that is not the way it is in in magic and everything else is identical like the five colors that mean exactly the same things as in magic and the tapping and i am i am still pretty excited it looks like it'll be fun and and the the art is cool and the cards are cool and and if the if the interface is is cool then i think it'll be pretty interesting but i just reading all the stuff about their systems and all i was like damn you guys are gonna get in trouble i was just waiting for this to happen (laughs) you pull the rubber mask off their heads 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 well and i mean they they also do some they do some weird things like i i I saw a card described that was like, when you play this card, this creature comes into play, and also four copies of it are generated and shuffled into your deck. You know, so like, I, th- I feel like there's, there are things where they take advantage of it being a digital product, but it's, the, but it's just tacked onto, 
Like the basic rules are just Magic the Gathering rules with the names changed to words that make less sense as descriptions of the of the mechanics. I've been uh, when I use Siri to set a, a timer for the oven or something. I always thank her afterwards. I don't know that. I don't know that that's actually like an important part of this, though. Really, it's just right. It's I mean, just it's the fact that they they copied even that sort of thematic thing is kind of interesting. But I mean, the thema- the thematic things are the thematic things are pretty universal. I guess is my is my argument, right? Like, I mean, so Master of Magic. Mm-hmm. Like also has those same five colors of magic that mean the exact same thing, but this would not happen to them, right? Because they're not using it to make a trading card game that is in direct competition with a Magic the Gathering trading card game product, right? So that, that's, that is why I say that I don't think that is really an important aspect of it, right? Like it's a, it's a thing that, yeah, it speaks to the, it's frustrating because I feel like, Hearthstone did a really good job of differentiating itself from these other games and it it both feels different and it's it feels more elegant in a way because if you're going to play with a computer anyway just have you automatically get one additional mana for your mana pool every turn and that solves so many problems I mean Eric talked about the reason that they arrived at that like because the way that the the WoW trading card game worked, you had to just sort of discard cards to add to your mana pool. Mm-hmm. And that was really... And, I, like, the one game of the WoW trading card game that we played, like, I definitely felt this. It's like, fuck, I like all of these cards. Well, like, I don't want That's exactly wanna... how Race for the Galaxy plays and stuff like that. And it doesn't it doesn't feel good to me. I don't like... I'm, yeah, I'm, I, not, I'm just saying. I, I know, I don't but like I like... I don't like either. I don't like it in, in Puerto Rico, right? Even though I like Puerto Rico... Uh, no, uh, San Juan. San Juan. San Juan, the card game version of that. I don't like having to spend cards to build things because at the times when my hand is really nice, right? I don't like having to choose which awesome thing to get rid of. And so they, in Hearthstone, they just dispensed with it because it amounted to the same thing. Yeah. And Hearthstone's up to like 10 million players or something. Nice. They're, it's a fucking good game. They have, they have, I mean, it's also free to play, which is interesting. Yeah, right? it's free to play. I feel we sort of had an argument about this in the office the other day where I I feel like Hearthstone's free to play is pretty friendly because I think so, too. Every couple of days you can get a free pack of cards if you play like three or four games a day. Yep. And that seems fine to me. Like you, d- you have to do the daily quests, but. When you do, you get to play some cards or you can play a little bit more or a little buy a little bit less often, buy into the arena and potentially get a bunch more right. and do that in a kind of a self-sustaining way if you're good at it or if you're lucky. And I don't know. I mean, it's also hard for me to say because I immediately gave them a bunch of money because I wanted to support it and I liked it a lot. Like, check out how evil we are, guys. Eve, Eve, Eve. I need to try Soulforge on... What is the iPad? It's another, it's another video card, collectible card game. Yeah. Yeah. Online slots. It's designed by Richard Garfield. It says, is that, is that true? It was incomprehensible (laughs) on the, well, I don't remember if it said that in the app itself. I just remember like somebody recommending it and saying it's card game designed by Richard Garfield. Like that guy's a good card game design and motherfucker. That's true. Ram, 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 cotton ramming slang style. As, as a digital game. Yeah. Well, because you explained to me, it does a thing where, like, whenever you play a monster, it then puts a leveled up 
card version of that monster in your deck, right? So that's, that's, and that's a thing that you just couldn't do. Like it can do things like a thing that would require you to have to reshuffle your library 10 times a turn right. or whatever. There are other things that let you use more than that let you burn more than two cards in a turn, though, right? Like I remember there being things where you could like. I I I do. I I've got something to say about that. I am sad about that. I know that most people's reaction is. Fucking thank you for finally selling me a thing where I don't have to pay a bunch extra for this bullshit that nobody cares about. This is this is why I don't I don't necessarily think that the connect is super cool, but I think it is possible that somebody would have come up with something at some point that made the connect really cool. Right. Somebody would have come up with something that it did that just worked really well. And the only way that that thing was going to catch on is if the device had an install base. Did you did and you see the uh, Oculus Rift plus three connects equals holodeck? I didn't. A guy, a guy sets up three connects so that he can sort of reconstruct his body in 3D. And then he inserts himself into a 3D rendered thing with his with his... Uh, Oculus Rift goggles on so he can see his body moving around in 3D space. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, and he says, he says you can, it like, it feels kind of like you're picking some stuff up when your avatar is doing it in the, in the game. It's I mean, nuts. I, I'm not talking about that, right? Like, I'm talking about the thing oh, what that, was that awesome game that we saw at the experimental gameplay workshop. What is it called? Shit. Where give me anything. No, I know where you like you would like you are playing a platformer and then behind it is another platformer and where your body Oh right. It's like you your your silhouette on the connect is the is, is the, the sort of window to the yeah. dark world or whatever. And that was really neat. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. But I'm I, like I'm not talking about somebody's going to make a cool connect game. Okay. Right? Like I'm talking about some thing that we can't conceive of or we would have already come up with it and changed the way that everybody's day-to-day life works, right? Like like when you swear in a in a sports game and it gives you a penalty cuz it hears you. Sure. Something something like that. No example is going to support my point because if there was one then it would be a different point. What I'm saying is, yes. It they were trying to get this hardware out there and I think that if they had succeeded mm-hmm. in getting a connect onto every one of these devices, mm-hmm. then something might have been able to happen that made it seem not like a stupid waste of time anymore because it's I'm trying to think of like or not and then it was just a waste of everybody's money. Right? Sure, I guess I guess that that is that, the that other is possibility. possible. Yeah, but like BBSs never could have been a thing if people didn't already have phone lines, right? So like there being a reason to get that tech into houses in the first place made it so that the structure was there for you to do something that the was never even conceived of in the spec of that thing existing Mm -hmm. right and it's like if it it kind of feels like the days of 
there is this amazing thing that you can have, but you have to buy this expensive thing in order to have your life change as fundamentally as it did when television got to be a thing or the telephone got to be a thing. And it's like, I, I just, I just feel like if somebody does come up with something really cool, people will adopt it as a technology because like cell phones are an example of that. But I, I guess what I mean is the, the, the cool thing that I'm sad that can't happen now is the cool thing that relied on both it existing and it existing in quantity. Yeah. But there are so many different technologies that I know. But I know that space. I know that. That it's weird to implement this particular one. But I liked that they were sticking to their guns to create the possibility of something unexpected happening by virtue of there being no choice but to have the thing. And I it sucks that it like ended up being both this miserable PR thing and a thing where they just gave up. So now all the people that are in the middle of developing Connect games who thought they were going to have the install base of every Xbox from now on are kind of fucked because they just didn't stick to their guns. Like, and I think that if the Xbox had done better, right, if Sony hadn't just eaten their lunch for reasons that I don't think had a goddamn thing to do with the Kinect, then I don't think this would have happened. Like, if they were selling enough units without doing this, they wouldn't have needed to do this. And so then they would have just been able to go ahead with whatever it was that they were trying to do maybe, by but getting honestly, it connected. Maybe this was always else. part of their plan. Maybe they planned to release it at first so that all the early adapters got the, got the expensive unit. And now they are trying to capture like more to and more of the market with lower cost things by taking out components, right? Like, that, that I, seems like it's possible. I don't. I, you're right that that is possible, but I don't think that that's what happened here. Okay. I don't know. It's like, I, I get what you mean that if something is compelling enough that people will buy hardware to make it happen, but it's, what I'm saying is a lot of, a lot of the cool things that have popped up lately have popped up because they existed on an infrastructure that already had enough of an install base, like something that is only cool because a lot of people are using it is never going to get off the ground. If you have to buy something expensive for it to exist in the first place. Right. And so built in webcams in every laptop, I think has had an impact on that kind of stuff. And I mean, that's just because those things have gotten really cheap, right? right? I never would have bought a webcam in order to use Google Hangouts because I would only be able to hang out in Google Hangouts with other people who had also bought a webcam for that reason. But when one just came with my computer, it made me understand. And also, one came with everybody else's computer. So now this is a thing that we can do. We can have a video chat. And it... In in as much as I would have told you... Front-facing cameras on phones sound so stupid to me, you know, But once once everybody has one, then suddenly it's it's useful. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I, I want the door to be open sure. for some technology that is cool and uses the connect and works because everybody has one to be possible. And now that not everybody has one, it's just it's less likely. Sure. And I'm not saying that it wasn't extremely unlikely before because I don't. The point is that I don't know. No, I know. The point like, is that I can't my, imagine my, what it is. My other devil's advocate argument is, well, then what I kind of want is an Xbox that also has like every conceivable type of sensing device, right? Because like that right, would also but, potentially be cool, right? <laughs> you know, RFID scanner and card reader and, you know, the the plate for the whatever the, uh, the Spyro game, the those little 
RFID tag things. The port Skylanders. of the Skylanders portal. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, you know, like and and I I know I'm just being argumentative because I, I I understand what you're saying and and I agree with you at a core level. It's just like people are going to reject stuff that they don't see having appeal and you know. sure and i mean i guess my take is that people don't necessarily know what's going to be useful to them in the future sure. and you know right? people don't and know it's good not... for them or whatever but it, yeah <clears throat> and i it makes me sad when there, there are it makes me sad when this want behemoth a fucking camera pointing yeah, at them sure but d- all like, the time like they probably tape over their webcams and they yeah and i'm sorry but those people are fucking crazy like well but I, I would agree with you if if Governments hadn't actually started using webcams to spy on people. If you think that that's the worst way into your house that the government has, then... I'm not saying it's the worst uh, way. I'm saying it is like a way that the government has actually been using against certain individuals, right? Like, I mean... Or governments have been using. Sure. I I don't... I guess I don't like large-scale failures to occur <laughs> like sure. i don't because i i th- i think that this is a desperation move on microsoft's part like i don't think this was part of their plan because if yeah, they no like if they were planning on doing this later i mean man, you know fuck maybe they were right maybe they were like we know people are gonna hate this but let's get a bunch of money from the people who say they hate it but will buy it anyway mm-hmm. and then later on we'll get a little less money from the people who actually did hate it enough to not buy it well but it it also lets them create a lower price point version of the Xbox to get to to capture more of the market of people who are like well I can't I don't want to spend $400 but I'll I'll spend 299 or or whatever you know what I mean like I don't yeah. know what the I don't know what the maths are I know that is. market forces work like that where that's a big deal right yeah. that, that like your number of people who will buy something at $300 is appreciably different than the number of people who will buy something for $400. And I guess it like just, I've not had to really worry about money for so long that that doesn't seem like a thing to me anymore. Like it is. So, but like it seems, it just seems weird to me that that would be like an appreciable difference in its all base. The, The other thing though, is there is another thing that they could do that would result in a lower price point version of it which is to let another year pass and they'll be able to make the same thing much cheaper sure right but i think that they except that they also potentially sell these consoles at a loss to begin with so yeah did they on these i don't know if they did or not i mean it seems like if if that was the case then if it was really important to them to have a connect in every house then they could have just eaten the cost of the connect and sold it at an additional loss of X where X was whatever they wanted to reduce the price point by. Right. But it just sucks that like, it seems to me like the only advantage of console gaming at this point is the lack of platform fragmentation. And this just does away with that. Right. I mean, I guess there were always like multiple versions of the previous consoles that had more or less storage or whatever, but like, you know, just this like, all right, well now there's just two different Xboxes. Xbox Ones. Yeah. Well, there. I mean, because there's currently an Xbox 360 and an Xbox One. Well, sure, but I mean, that, an Xbox yeah. 720 and an Xbox. But I don't really. I don't consider that to be platform fragmentation as much as multiple platforms, right? Sure. I mean, the, like because they're not. Does the Xbox One play 360 games? No. Yeah. So like, it's that's just progress, right? Like that's not splintering. Yeah. That's just a new thing, which is, which is just, it's just different. Your point of view is, I guess. You know, it's a new thing 
that is it's the hard splits it's a like new that, thing that feels like a platform fragmentation because of the power of branding well, no, but that's hard, not hard splits like that like don't give developers <laughs> overlap time right like they either have to develop for the xbox one or the xbox 360 and there's no time in between right like eh, i don't th- like th- that would be true if you had to be targeting a specific platform the entire time you were developing it but like you don't right like the the engines the engines that they're using to build things for the xbox 360 are the same in a lot of ways that they're using to build for the xbox one right there's plenty of things there are plenty of games that come out at these splits and i'm not saying that that doesn't add hundreds of thousands of dollars to the budget for porting it to those two things but it's not doesn't double it yeah. I don't know. I mean, I can appreciate that, like, nobody was mad when the Super Nintendo didn't play Nintendo games, right? And it, I can sympathize with why they would not want to fuck with having backwards compatibility in modern I consoles. I just very much appreciated the DS backwards compatibility. So. Yeah, but even that, even that, there was a break. Like, the Game Boy Advance played normal Game Boy games, and yeah. they eventually got rid of that, right? And then... But the, it's, it's been, like, one generation. Yeah, and the 3DS, the 3DS no longer plays GBA games sure. the way that the DS did. Right. Actually, not even all the DSs did, right? I don't know. Did the did the DS Lite have a GBA slot? Yeah, yeah the cartridge jutted out, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, to make a, a hardware-emulated... NES console like a Nintendo console is going to be trivially easy to emulate in in hardware compared to a Sony or Microsoft console Mm. right I mean because they're just powerless like they're cheap and they don't sell them at a loss so they're like you always get emulation a generation ahead on Nintendo consoles with like practical concerns for emulating it in software on, on a PC sure sure for instance yeah anyway cool news this assignment eg this is a fucking good game yeah those are the name what do you mean it was all right riff let me sneeze but I- huh. you mean moving around with keys and firing with other keys i didn't huh you don't have to use c very much at all so it's mostly just z and x c is just those are the name yeah, the, I, 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 can un, I can understand what you mean, actually. Because huh. it, if you have two buttons, you don't want them to be... It's the same reason like a like a Sega Genesis was always hard to play for me. Because it's got just three buttons in a row. Because, I, I, mean, right? I mean, I'm playing on this shitty laptop. Like, I've never sure. played any other games on it. But it's like, my right hand uses the middle three fingers and my left hand uses the the middle three fingers and then that's just it just yeah but then you're like jumping with your ring finger and shooting with your middle finger which is not okay i'm jumping with my middle finger and shooting with my middle finger oh 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 wait what does the other button do then (laughs) there's oh oh jump oh weird okay and uh, yeah wow crack huh yeah okay that's a little bit it's it's fine i got got super used to it i'm mixing it up with spelunky Oh. I think I think I agree with Riff though that if you have three buttons, they should be in a triangle rather than in a row. In a wazda. Yeah. Well, that'd be four. But well, but sure. And if you have four button buttons that aren't directional, then they should be in a diamond cluster rather than a. Hmm. They should be in a. They should be in the spelunky arrangement. Anyway, I I really enjoyed the way that the systems 
in the game worked. It was like System Shock. It was very much like System Shock 2. Yeah. But I didn't, I felt like the level design made it so I was too frustrated Hmm. and too bored a lot of the time to actually be able to engage with those systems the way that I wanted to. Interesting. I, I, I found the level design to be really spot on in a lot of ways. Like it is. It's too big to not have a map. It's just, it's there just are maps. Are there? Yeah. Kind it's just, it's just of. too big to not have a map that tells you where you are. Like I, and there, there at are, no point do I, do you have a map that tells you where you are as far as I know? There are too many, but you like can, you internalize the levels after you die six or seven times on them. That was the other thing. As soon as I started dying is when I quit playing because oh, yeah? I hated tediously, not even tediously. I hated like carefully exploring a place then randomly falling to somewhere that I couldn't get back up right. from and then getting killed. And then it's like, well, fuck, I guess I have to just do all that shit again that I just did. And that was like, nope, I'm not going to do that. The game is the game is definitely unforgiving in some ways. Like the 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 sort of hard reset on the level with if you are lucky, there's a couple of like checkpoints, but they're only they're one use only. And do you even keep your levels up that you've earned? Your levels up. Yeah. What do you mean? If I am level 10 and then I play and I get to level 12 and then I die, does it restart me at the beginning of the level at level 10? Yes. Okay. Yeah, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, the level, the level... That's if, what I if thought. You, if you die... Well, okay. If, you have, if you've gone to a checkpoint, you just regenerate there with all the stuff that you've collected on that level so far, and then the checkpoint powers down. Oh. Uh, some, like, don't starve level bullshit right there. Yeah, basically. And then... You can sometimes there are occasionally on the the very later levels there are sometimes sec- second or third checkpoints on the on the levels the levels get much bigger than the stuff that you saw probably oh god and that was already way too big but they're manageable like mm. you they're not that bad like they there are a bunch of environmental cues like all the levels are numbered like it tells you which num which floor you're on um and so you can you could pretty easily make a map yourself if you really wanted to um and the game is the first five levels or so are pretty linear. Like you loop back a little bit, but you can. Oh, wow. They're not They're Like for somebody who is not good at navigating spaces, they're labyrinthine as fuck. They are not even a little bit linear. They and if it gets bigger and worse than that, then I, then I don't they, think that they this was seem be. like they are. They branch a lot more than they actually do, though. Like, like you're effectively in a big room which has some platforms on it or whatever. But there's usually one or two exits of importance, and like figuring out what those are, and then just like, and then you think about it in these sort of these branching rooms. And a lot of the time, you can't go back, right? Like you, you fall down. It's just not. It's not. It's not a Metroidvania, right? It's like, it's very level based. It's, it is very, well, but there's, there is a bunch of exploration of the individual levels. They're large enough where it, it definitely feels like a Metroidvania at times. Cause you, and you also get these like mobility power ups and. Well, and you, like, there are certain levels that you, there are certain parts of the level that you can only get to if you've leveled up a particular stat. Yeah. Yeah. If you've, there, there are a bunch of like secret hidden areas that you have to use various tricks to get into the there the critical path does never requires more than a crack of one and a strength of one i think um 
all the stuff that has a higher crack or strength level to get through doors is um, optional, I think. Because there are the mobility upgrades that are actually required are not part of the progression. The jump, system. yeah, the jump, the jumps and the armors. I mean, the armor isn't really a mobility upgrade, but it, the the jumping upgrades are definitely those you are sort of forced to get before you can proceed. It kind of drove me crazy that you couldn't shoot while you were jumping. That is that is something that I continually that I was continually frustrated by, but you get used to it. Yeah, the mo- enemies also don't shoot and jump usually yeah like bosses are a little weird in some ways but also i thought it was weird that the game supports so many different approaches to it oh my god yeah riff did you did you try not killing anybody (laughs) the game radically changes if you do yeah like if you get to the first boss without having killed any of the soldiers for yep. the rest of the game, those guys are all on your side. No. No? No. For one level... Oh. For one level, they you they get a truce with you. you no, know, the game changes dramatically based on your choices. There, there are, like, a couple of very important turning points in the game. I've, I only got through, the, through it in one way on a sort of hyper-violent mode. Um, and now I kind of want to go back... I, I didn't get as far trying not to kill everybody because it's hard as hell. This game is EG, by the way. I-J-I. Yeah. Um, it is so good. Like, there is so much going on. There's, there's like, on every level, there's, like, a hidden poster to find. So there's, like, a hidden area where, which has a poster in it. And there's a little ribbon from your yeah, sister. Yeah, I found a bunch of those. And it implies that if you miss one of them, you don't get to see, you don't get to find any more of them. But I don't know. I didn't, I got to the end and didn't have the payoff that I was expecting, which was to find her. Mm. So I don't know what that, like, but I probably just missed a a whole area. It turns out that she had been blown to ribbons and you'd been finding her all along. Ah, That was the twist. Damn. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't want to spoil stuff. I I don't know if you guys are ever going to play more of this because it's, it's, it is, I think it is really worth playing. There is a lot going on that is just neat to see. I found the the writing in it to be mediocre. Kind, yeah, but but way too much of it for how good it wasn't. And also, a lot of it was because playing it on my monitor, like it was difficult to read. Like the text was too large, <laughs> and it was di- like I don't That's funny. like I'm not gonna read a bunch of shit if I have to like turn my head to read every line. Was it on all three monitors? N- well, I wasn't playing it on that computer. Oh, okay, but no, but it's like. Like, there is a reason that newspaper columns are, like, two and a half inches wide, and it's because that's for reading. Like, they don't... You could probably have just played it in windowed mode instead of full screen Yeah, mode. but it recommends full screen mode, sure. so I'm not going to not do what it recommends. Jeez. So yeah, no, it wouldn't not... have been a big deal if I'd played it in windowed mode, but I that I just didn't, like... You I guys just did not encounter the, uh, the game the within the game, Hero 3D? No. It's uh, it's actually pretty good. It's super frustrating and hard, but it is uh, it, so there. That's I guess that is the only other game I played this week. I could have talked about that as a as a different game. It is uh, a game where you are a little dude with you can you know you you're moving around on a plane and you can shoot either right or left. Um, it has different controls than the regular game for some reason. Um, and there are enemies that take two hits to kill that are moving around. And then there are stronger enemies that take more hits uh, that you encounter. Sometimes there is a light 
house basically in the far background, like on a third um, plane. Um, and in between your plane where you're moving and, the en- and most of the enemies are is a plane where occasionally there are blocks. So every time the lighthouse shines, turns around to shine on you, you if you are not hiding behind one of the blocks, it fires a missile at you. And the only way to survive that is to, to be hiding behind one of the blocks when the missile hits. Um, and so then you're trying to pr- you're traversing these levels, trying to kill. Um, there's like on each level, there's a, there's a extra life and then a sort of boss thing that unlocks other parts of the level and then an exit. Um, and you're trying to progress through multiple levels of this. The game said that there are in the, in the, t- in the fiction of the game, it talks about this as a game that has 242 levels, which I don't know if that's true. Um, it might also be 10 levels because the, 242 is how high you can count on both hands in ternary. So that was one of the things that I talked about earlier where I was like, I, I kind of wish they had just like, there's ternary numbers all over the place in the game. And if you just recognize that it's like, Oh cool. I'm like, there's a whole new numbering system in here, but then there's a, a, a little log, which explicitly tells you how the mm-hmm. numbering system works instead of just letting you figure it out on your own. Um, there are a bunch of logs that you read which unlock abilities for you and some stuff which like you can respec your skills but it's just like it's sort of this weird almost like a secret password sort of key press sequence that you have to put in to do it there's like a bunch of weird stuff like that there was, there were secret areas that I could see but could never figure out how to get to I don't I still don't know how to get to some of them I want to go back and figure them out like I feel like this game deserves some some deep plumbing. I would like to watch a someone play. who really knows what they're doing play it. I'd like to be the kind of guy that could stand to do that. That is what I would like. I feel like there's got to be a good let's play out there of this somewhere. So, oh man, Erica, the uh, the friend of ours who who recommended this, um, the paper that she wrote that I did some oh, yeah. illustrations for just got accepted. So some of my uh, stupid stick figure drawings of uh random plants that i made up are now in the uh i don't know the journal of the ecological society of america or something That's awesome. so I, th- I i think that means that i have an erdos number now cool I, good I, job i don't know that i I'm, I'm assuming that i'm credit i couldn't actually look at the paper because you had to pay a billion dollars to look at any journal article right that's but, um, well cool so that's exciting What's our next assignment? I don't remember. Oh, Transistor. We're going to play Transistor because that's going to come out in a day or two. Um, I think that I'm not going to publish this episode for like a week. Okay. Because we I, I published a taco, taco today. Yeah. Uh, let's so that'll see. give us like a week and a half to play. Oh, man. We should probably leave if we, we are going to go. go to dinner. So we'll do some listener's mail next time. Uh, apologies for that. All right, gentlemen. I've had a good time doing this episode number 154.2 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. If somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail, Kevin, yes. how would they do that? They could tweet us at VGHotDog. They could email us, VGHotDog at gmail.com, or they could check out our website, VideoGamesHotDog.com, where there's a link to submit questions and check out our forums and stuff. That website's there all the time. It'll it never let you down. Nope. Skeletons and sweet swords. Bye, everybody. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, Riff. 
Ah! <laughs> 